section 35A, which is now being debated in court and there is a lot of speculation that the government may withdraw it. Second is Article 370. So, can the government withdraw Article 370? In fact, uh, a very famous spiritual guru, Sadhguru Vasudev, in fact, tweeted a week back, the time has now come to issue an ordinance and abrogate Article 370. So, let us look at these two. First of all, Article 370. Article 370 is a provision in the constitution. Now, you might say it says it is a temporary provision, but it is a provision in the constitution. You cannot amend it through an ordinance. You can, to amend it, you have to go back to parliament. It is like a constitutional amendment. So, this demand and this belief that somehow government will one day just pass a cabinet resolution, issue an ordinance, the president will sign on the dotted line and article 370 will be abolished is mistaken. It cannot happen like this. Uh, if at all, it has to wait for the next parliament and has to go through a proper process of constitutional amendment. So, what does article 370 say? Article 370 gives Kashmir its special status. So, initially it said that government of India will only run foreign policy, defense policy and communication. For Kashmir, they will have those powers. But over time, this was whittled down. So, increasingly, uh, this has been diluted and central government's powers have gone up in Kashmir. Kashmiris are unhappy about it, but in the rest of India, lots of people think that even this should go. Why should any state have special status? So, we need to understand that Kashmir is not the only state to have special status. In fact, there is a bunch of provisions and sub-provisions, 370, 371, which give many other states special status. For example, 371, which just follows 370, it gives many of the northeastern states special status. Uh, initially, it gave Andhra Pradesh special status, 371D, I think. Uh, and also parts of Maharashtra. So, this is a these are accommodative provisions. So, Kashmir is not the only state with a special status. Having said that, what is the popular mainland grievance about Kashmir? That people from other parts of India cannot go and buy land in Kashmir. People from other parts of India cannot get a government job in Kashmir. People of, from other parts of India cannot start businesses in Kashmir. People from other parts of India cannot go and get, even if they are employees, central government employees posted in Kashmir, for example, their children studying in Kashmir cannot get JNK government's scholarships. So, they are not treated like state subjects or like domiciles of the state. Also, people from other states who come and live in Kashmir, even if they live for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, they were born there, they will not vote there. They will vote in their native states. So, the political meaning of this is that if this exclusion was not there, then Kashmir's demographics would not remain the same as they are and there will be more diversity in Kashmir of political opinion as well as in the economy. Uh, so, why should Kashmir be excluded from the reach of the rest of the country? That is a big clamor. Now, there is a counter argument that many tribal states have similar uh, protections. Himachal has some of the similar protections, but this does not come from Article 370. This comes from another section called Section 35A. What is Section 35A? Section 35A restricts the center's powers to make laws about Kashmir 
under powers given to it by Article 238 of India's Constitution. What is Article 238 very briefly? It gives powers to the central government, actually parliament, national parliament to make laws for the states on subjects under the first list which is union, uh, union subjects and second the concurrent list. This restricts those powers and under this then the powers of granting residency to an Indian living in Kashmir, in Jammu and Kashmir, uh, right to own property, right to or settle down and just be like a citizen in any other state or a voter. These powers are no longer with the center. These powers belong to the state. Center cannot make those laws. The important thing is this 35A was not passed or added to the constitution by parliament. In 1954, Nehru and Sheikh Abdullah were uh, negotiating. There were many ups and downs. Because this demand was there, the cabinet took a resolution. The president signed it. So, this was added by a presidential proclamation. So, technically, if the government wants, just as a pres presidential proclamation added section 35A, similarly, another proclamation can withdraw it, can repeal it. So, all it needs is for the cabinet to take a decision, send it to the president, president will sign it and get done with it. Except that this will have consequences in Kashmir because people will see their special status being lost. So, this is the key thing. One is not possible at this point because parliament is not in session. Second is very possible, but remember it is only possible for the next five or six days because by that time you can be quite sure that code of conduct will come in and elections will be announced. So, that is why this tension and anxiety right now, the government is sending all these central forces etc. to Kashmir and this temperature level is really high because government might want to repeal this article 35A which government or which the union cabinet has the constitutional power to do. Whatever the political consequences, that is a different issue. So, I thought it was important for me to talk about these two things also because these are the ones causing a lot of clutter and confusion uh, because a lot of people think that, an, that the constitution can be amended through a sheer ordinance, but at the same time many people think that 35A is also a provision of the constitution. So, even that requires parliamentary approval by two-thirds of the vote. I hope this has been helpful for you. Keep watching Cut the Clutter and more importantly, do subscribe to our YouTube channel.